on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Aggie football has been brought to you by Sports Academy and Racquet Club. Your club, your results, your life. Zions Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Ford. Go further. And by ARS. Clean up, restore, rebuild. Welcome to Aggie Postgame. This one's a little tougher to swallow just because this was a Nevada team you really felt like the offense could generate some more points against. The defense isn't of the caliber of Boise State and San Diego State. But yet again, the Aggies fall to that average of about 210 yards a game. Just really struggling to sustain drives, to piece successes together. Three of 15 on third down conversions. Getting only 2.8 yards per complete or per attempt in the passing game. It's just not working. Aggie fans, it's just, it's just not working. And, uh, you know, there's got to be some soul-searching and, and perhaps some new scheme, some new design. They're still struggling to find themselves in an identity. They're getting a lot of pressure, a lot of leakage from that offensive line. Uh, you know, but you know what? They jumped out to a 9 nothing lead yeah, in yeah. this first quarter. And we thought, okay, maybe we're on to something here. But uh, once Carson Strong and Romeo Dubs started connecting, it was uh, off to the races, and Nevada finishes with a 34-0 run to finish this ball game. Last time, <coughs> excuse me, last time that uh, that uh, Utah State started the season 0-3, you've got to go to 2008. They lost at UNLV, lost to Oregon, and then lost to Utah. Twelve years, you know. It's been a, a that was the. Uh, that was the last year Brent Guy, too. And that led to Gary Anderson's first yeah, you're right. opportunity to come to, to Utah State. And uh, I think Coach knows he's got, to, he's got some work to do. They're getting beat up up front physically, getting dominated at the line of scrimmage. Tonight the, the objective defensively was to go to a three-man front and try to cover in the back end, and that allowed Carson Strong to go 36 of 52 for 411 yards and three touchdowns. And... Uh, you know, once he got Romeo Dubs going, who had seven catches for a buck 37 and three touchdowns, it was really, you know, off to the races. And I thought Carson Strong also did a great job, even when they had good coverage in the secondary, because there was such light pressure, he was able to move around in the pocket and then dump it down to, to running backs to keep drives alive and allowed them to go six of 16 on third down conversions, four of five on fourth down conversions. They kept the ball for 36 minutes and 44 seconds in this ball game to 23-16 for Utah State, just continually wearing down the Aggie front and the Aggie defense, and the Aggie defense just unable to to, to really step up and, and, and make stops when they needed to. Gave up 542 yards of total offense here tonight. Discount Tire has locations in Logan, Providence, and Smithfield. Discount Tire offices services such as oil changes, emissions, alignments, car maintenance, and more. More information is available at webtires.net. Uh, disappointing performance tonight, 34-9 to is the final as Utah State, as we mentioned, falls to 0-3 on the season and uh, has a chance to take on Fresno State to get that first W of the year. And uh, Fresno's about a bad team. Uh, that, that That's another team that can come in and create a lot of problems for you if you're not careful. They'll, they'll sling it around the yard a little bit on you. And, uh, yeah, they, they'll, they'll be they'll be trouble. I mean, they, they did a number on Colorado State last week, and uh, – um, They'll be tough, no question about it. And I thought tonight, we knew that the offense was going to be good from Nevada. We knew that was going to be a real challenge for this Aggie defense. But I, like you, I thought that we would see the breakout of the Aggie offense tonight. I, I thought, you know, they'd stay in that base 
four-man front. They'd be able to run the football. And tonight, Utah State had uh, 25 rushes for 109 yards. Thought they could have stayed with the run game a little bit more, especially on third and short opportunities instead of trying to hit the little bubble screens yeah. uh, on third and short opportunities. Thought they uh, they didn't they kind of gave up a little bit on Jalen Warren, who we didn't see a lot in that second half. So we don't know where he's at from a health perspective. Seven carries for 27 yards. Shelley, especially on the one scoring drive that they had, I thought was really good. Running the football, he had three carries, and then he threw a dart of a touchdown pass to Justin McGriff to to get Utah State's only touchdown tonight. But Utah State, who came in averaging 209 yards, ends with 210, came in averaging 10 points a game, finishes with nine. The defense got two of those. And uh, once again, you kind of go back to the drawing board this week. Now you've you got a little bit longer week to prepare. Yep, and uh, you're going to need all that time for sure. All right, 34-9 is the final. When we come back, you'll hear from uh, some of the players and as well as Gary Anderson straight ahead on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Thirty-four to nine is the final. Utah State uh, drops this one to Nevada. So we take a look at some of the stats across the uh, across the board. And uh, as you mentioned, uh, big night for Carson Strong, who I got to say as a really really good case to make as the Mountain West Conference Player of the Year. Probably will pick up. Well, I don't know. His wide receiver may make a claim for Mountain West Conference Player of the Week. Carson Strong had uh, completed thirty-six of fifty-two passes. That's sixty-nine percent. 411 yards, three touchdowns, has yet to throw an interception. So he came in with, what, 230 consecutive passes? So he pushes that up to 282 consecutive passes without an interception. Second all-time in the Mountain Mountain West Conference history to only Derek Carr, who had 306 consecutive throws without an interception. Now he's at uh, at 282. He's in range. he He could knock that out next week. And when you look at him compared to Hank Bachmeyer at Boise State, Probably the two best quarterbacks in the league, would you say? What, what do you think? I'll take – well, you know what? That's a good question. I think both are really, really good. I'm going to let that play out because as great as Carson Strong was, he did miss on a couple deep balls tonight, but uh, I still think he's really, really good. Gets the ball out quick, makes good decisions, knows where to go with it more often than not. And I, I love his his ability to check it down, goes through through his progressions. Now, when he's not getting any pressure in his face, any quarterback can kind of sit back and, and kind of go through the progressions and then get it down to a check down receiver. What we didn't expect is that those running backs would break so many tackles and get first downs like they did tonight. Uh, Jason Shelley tonight, 15 of 27 passing, 96 yards, one touchdown, was sacked once tonight. In fact, Utah State... Ratcheted up four sacks in this game tonight. Uh, Jason Shelley on the ground, seven carries uh, for a net 34 yards. Uh, had his long of 20. Uh, Jalen Warren, seven carries, 29 yards. Henry Cole, six carries, 23 yards. Uh, Makakona, three carries, 15 yards. Uh, Peasley had a run for three yards, and Devin Tompkins had that seven-yard run as well. They gave Andrew Peasley an opportunity in that third quarter with three consecutive series, and he ended up one of seven for only five yards, and they brought Jason Shelley back in. I think they wanted to try to see if they could get a little spark out of Andrew, and he still is kind of a little bit too uptight right now coming off of the bench. Uh, On the receiving side, Devin Tompkins, six six receptions for 30 yards. Uh, Justin McGriff, two catches, 24 yards, but had that touchdown uh, in which Utah State at that point was up 9 nothing. In this game, 
Uh, Makakona, two catches, 12 yards. And Carson Terrell, good to see him on the board. He had a catch for 10. Scarver, one for nine. Nathan, one for six. Uh, Jalen Warren, two for six. And Derek Wright, one for four. Uh, I won't go through the uh, receiving totals outside of uh, Dubs, who had seven for 137 and three. And then Lockhart, who had six catches for 95 yards. But you look at this, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten receivers with a catch tonight for Nevada. Terrific distribution. That's a, that's a quarterback that knows where everybody's at on the field, knows where to go with the football, and uh, they've got a lot of playmakers. This wide receiving core may be the best that, uh, that we'll see all season long. I mean, I think they compare very favorably to what we saw last week at, with San Diego State in terms of their athleticism, their size, yeah. their speed. I would say, you know, you look at maybe C.T. Thomas and Shakir for Boise State. Uh, I think Dubs is the best wide receiver in the conference. So I've, that's what I've seen so far. Now, we haven't seen everybody just yet, but uh, from what we've seen, I think it's hard to argue that he, he may not be the best receiver perhaps in the Intermount West. Yeah, just a really, really special player. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was – but you go to third down. Um, Utah State 3 of 15, um, and then Nevada 6 of 16, which is certainly well below 50%, but they made up for that by going 4 of 5 on fourth down. So all told, when you look at that 10 of 21 between third and fourth down conversions. Yeah. And remember, Utah State got the fourth down stop in that first quarter when Jay Norvell kind of rolled the dust and, uh, and Utah State was able to get a short field but not able to, to, to uh, convert. A.J. Vongpachong, kind enough to join us here on the Aggie postgame show. A.J., AJ how you doing? Hello, A.J., you there? Well, we'll see if we can try to get him punched through the board. Uh, he had 17 tackles tonight. 17 tackles. Uh, really, and he's you know, got the start yeah. tonight. And uh, kind of all over the field for that yep. young man. AJ, you there? Yeah. Can you hear okay. me? Okay. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for hanging in there. Uh, 17 tackles tonight. Obviously, I know disappointing performance, but talk about what you saw out there tonight as, uh, as he had uh, a bunch of tackles on this on this field. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think as a whole um, – we just need to do better coming in the big plays. Um, but um, other than that, you know, I, I thought it was collectively uh, first and second down, uh, control downs. We did we did well, but it was just it's just a matter of getting down of getting out of uh, third downs and stuff. <clears throat> AJ, you you really had that three man front uh, and dropping eight for most of the night. Uh, was that really the game plan coming in that you wanted to just play coverage and, and see what you could do with this team, or what was what was the game plan there? Yeah, uh, the game plan was to most most of the day was to rush three and then kind of uh, kind of let their routes uh, settle because um, we knew coming in they they like to they like to throw the ball around and stuff. Uh, a lot of eleven personnel uh, spread it out wide, but um, at the end of the day we need to take care of the uh, the big plays down the field and uh, as well as the runs. Let's talk about one of the uh, good moments in this game tonight. Talk us through the uh, play that ended up in the safety. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so it was a great. Uh, it was. Uh, I think they came out in twenty-one personnel, um, and I was just off the edge, and um, they went play action, and uh, I just I just ended up rushing and uh, getting the safety. I mean, I know you you get the safety, but it looked like Justice kind of threw him off his rhythm because Justice got that initial pressure as well. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Um, I seen I seen Justice. I, th- I thought he was gonna uh, actually get him, and I seen him kind of kind of this get thrown off his rhythm and that's why I kind of just just pulled the trigger and uh, went for it. 
AJ, I'm curious, uh, you know, what's, uh, what was said in the locker room after the game, and, and what is the mindset of, of this football team now with three consecutive losses? Yeah, um, at this point, it's all, about, it's all about getting better, you know, taking a look at the film, uh, dissecting it, and uh, really just um, cleaning up the little things because um, at this point, uh, that's, that's where we're at. The little things is what's going to uh, determine the, the big plays from the little plays. The, uh, I mean, you played three really good offenses. Uh, talk a little bit because it seemed like, you know, they were getting you through the air at first, and then they really started to pick up some yards on the ground. What happened there uh, as they started to get uh, get some chunk yards down the stretch of this game? Yeah, um, kind of, kind of early on, they were. Uh, we ended up stopping the run initially, um, and then we knew they were going to try to pass it on us, and then kind of our adjustments were just uh, heavily on the pass as far as alignments and whatnot. But, um, yeah, and then as far as alignment, that, that ended up getting us uh, kind of misaligned on the run and whatnot. But uh, at the end of the day, we got to execute. Is this your first start, AJ? Uh, I started, I uh, think, one or two games last year and then uh, kind of just rotated as the, as the F-backer the last two games. And, and have you ever had 17 tackles in a game before? No, I haven't. Uh, you were all over the field. A lot of a lot of good plays. You got the sack for the safety. Uh, you know, I'm curious when you would get them in in second and long, and uh, and then even some third and long situations. I mean, they they did live a lot in third and medium, third and short, but they had a couple of opportunities where they they would have third and ten or third and eleven, and it looked like you guys had good coverage initially, but then they would check it down to the running backs. Is that the quarterback? getting people out of position and then finding his running backs wide open or what was he doing that, that uh, helped him extend some of those plays? Yeah, I think it was just, it was just him uh, finding the open man. And uh, initially we knew that was going to happen. We, we, our, our job as a defense was just uh, supposed to rally to the ball. I think uh, it's going to give up the, give up the short yardage passes and rally to it. Well, AJ, uh, I know that uh, you want the W, but uh, I, th- I thought you played a heck of a game tonight. Uh, keep it rolling, and uh, let's go get that uh, W against Fresno, all right? Yes, sir. Thank you. AJ Vongpachong, kind enough to join us right here on the Aggie postgame show. Utah State drops this game by the count of 34-9. to Yeah, it played re- really well, I thought, tonight. Uh, you know, just a little bit too much give and rally and then some missed tackles, but uh, with 17 tackles, that's something certainly he can build upon. Uh, Gary Anderson, I'm sure, will join us coming up here momentarily as the Aggies, uh, as you mentioned, you got a few days off here. Well, not a few days off, but a few extra days, I guess I should say, to try to get prepared for Fresno. You know, and, and no mistake and no excuse, but uh, it was a short week this week. And I think, you know, to get healthy, to get back in the weight room, to get stronger, I think Aggie fans this, this year is going to be that. It's going to be building it's going to be getting back into the – because you didn't have the spring, you didn't have the summer, it's going to be building through the fall to get stronger, bigger, faster, better. And, uh, you know, they, they've been beat up in, up front uh, all three games physically, both offensively and defensively, and uh, just have not been able to find that identity on the offense and, and get a rhythm going to sustain any stacked success and sustain momentum offensively. Again, tonight, only 210 yards of total offense – it's just not going to get it done, especially in this league with all these good offenses that you're going up against. Yeah, really. Um, I mean, that's in the in the world of college football. That's a pretty alarming number, honestly. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it it's it, it's you know 
it, it, what it is. It's almost ineptitude a little bit, a little bit on offense right now. And I think there's a lot of soul searching that's got to be going on right now. You know, when you've got third and threes and third and fives and, and you can't get the bubble screens completed because you've got uh, hands in your face or you've got uh, other things that are going on that you can't sustain and keep the offense on the field, there, I, there's some scheme stuff, there's some play calling stuff, there's some execution stuff. I'm sure they're going to be looking at all of that over the next couple of days. Take a break, come back, and uh, we'll hear from Gary Anderson straight ahead. Aggie football as Utah State loses 34-9 on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Welcome on back to Mackey Stadium. Final in this one, Utah State loses to Nevada 34-9. And Aggies and Utah State will get set for um, a showdown against Fresno coming up next Saturday. And remember, 12.30 start, so 11.30 pregame show right here on the Aggie Sports Network. And uh, are they going to allow again the 20%? I believe so. I think it'll be another 5,500. Is that what the number was? I thought the Aggie... Nation represented last week in that uh, game against San Diego State, and they'll need him again. Yeah, you know it, it's going to be a building year, Aggie fans. It just is. Uh, it is what it is this year, and, and Coach Anderson hasn't pulled any punches about that. Um, really, a good start. So one of the keys to the game tonight for me was getting off to that fast start, and and you know within the first five minutes they got the safety, the good field position, but they couldn't convert on short fields. Two of them short fields. Finally, they were able to get the, the touchdown drive, a 61-yard touchdown drive, and, uh, and eight plays, and Utah State went up nine to nothing, but after that, Carson Strong, a six-play 74-yard drive and a 42-yard throw. Remember that beautiful pitch and catch where he just let Romeo Dubs make a play over yeah. Cam Lampkin? Yeah. You know, that's what good quarterbacks do, and they've got a mismatch out there. They've, uh, they take advantage of those matchups, and uh, Cam Lampkin kind of got turned around. Dubs was able to locate it, go make a play. That was his first touchdown. Then a six-play, 74-yard drive that ended up in a um, a Dubs three-yard touchdown reception. And then the big one, the 54-yard just blow by Zohadri Jackson yeah. and a beautiful throw was uh, the third touchdown of that second quarter from Dubs to Dubs from Carson Strong, and they were just really off and running. Tawa finished with uh, – 12 carries for 107 yards rushing. He had that big 60-yarder, and he had the 15-yard touchdown um, that ended a a six-play 77-yard drive in the third quarter. And then Utah State held Nevada to a couple of field goals late in the third and then early in the fourth, and that ended up being your your final score, 34-9 tonight. Let me ask you this, um, and I know you you were an offensive player, but mistackling has been a a significant issue, and is that – is that due to maybe a shortened camp? Is it due to maybe not enough time in the weight room, uh, inexperience? Uh, what what do you attribute that to? Handful of things. Uh, it certainly is strength and conditioning um, and finishing plays. It's technique. A lot of times you would see that the Utah State would be in position with the run fit, but they would duck their head, and Tao would get a stiff arm and be able to juke and, and get a get up filled. I remember one play specifically in the second quarter, a little dump down to Tawa. Yeah. Kevin Metzenheimer had him lined up. Tawa just slowed himself down just enough to let Metzenheimer blow by, who kind of came in out of – didn't it wasn't under control uh, to make the tackle. So it's technique, it's physical strength and conditioning, it's desire, as yeah. Coach Anderson talks yeah. about it, it's want to. And then finally it's, it's the, the talent. And sometimes – the other guys may be just a little bit more talented than you are, and a little step here, a little move there, and you're now out of position to finish a play. Yeah, it just it, it seems like it's something that's uh, really, 
reared its ugly head. Uh, and, and we saw flashes of it last year. But this year, it seems like, especially as the game goes on, I mean, San Diego State in the second half was a real struggle last week. Uh, this week, a real struggle uh, pretty much the entire game, honestly. And when you're on the field for 37 minutes, you, yeah. you do get worn down. Absolutely. You and know? and I, that, that makes sense as the game goes on. Um, but, you know, first quarter, second quarter, it, sometimes it's – you see guys that seem to be in position and whatever case, not wrapping up what, or, or just getting juked or whatever the case is, and it, it's tough to see. Which is technique, right? Because yeah. at, at that point, you got to come in under control and be able to tackle with your head up and wrap up. And there were too many times where you kind of came in with a shoulder shoulder tackle attempt, and these running big running backs are too strong, to, and they can run right through that sort of stuff. Yeah. All right, let's take our final break, come back, and uh, hopefully hear from Coach Gary Anderson. It's your Aggie postgame show. Aggies lose tonight 34-9 to Nevada on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Final on this one, 34-9. Utah State drops a rough one to uh, Nevada as the Aggies will try to regroup uh, against the Fresno State Bulldogs, who's or that's another really good team. Uh, you know, it, it's funny how the schedules kind of line up. This is the conference schedule that uh, Utah State went 3-9 and nine, uh, back in uh, 2016. So this is, without a doubt, the hardest. And again, by the way, just preface this. I'm not making any excuses whatsoever. Uh, but this is by far and away the hardest conference schedule that Utah State has. Next year it lightens up. Two years from now it really lightens up. And uh, But but based on the rotations, this was always going to be a really difficult year in terms of the conference schedule with who you play, where you play them, those kind of things. And uh, and tonight and you got matched up against a Nevada team that's really, really good. And uh, they've got great weapons. They've got a great quarterback. They've got good coaching. And you can tell Jay Norvell has been building up to this year. And this team is really, really good. A little bit like Matt Wells two years ago. A little bit, yeah. Right? You know, you, you build up, you build up. You get that offensive line that's bigger, better, stronger. I mean, this Utah State team is the 13th youngest team in the, in the nation in terms of uh, their upperclassmen versus underclassmen situation. Nevada, much more experienced, obviously. No excuse, but that is what it is. And so, you know, I think when, now when you look at it, though, you know, you, you kind of look out and see where does that next, where does that first opportunity come to get a victory? Yeah. Joining us now, Coach uh, Gary Anderson, kind enough to join us. Aggies lose this one 34 to 9. Coach, uh, you've talked about physicality, and uh, tonight, once again, Nevada really, really physical on both sides of the ball, and it seemed like at times your team really struggled with that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. You know, I think there was, it was, uh, better at times on the defensive side of the ball than it was a week ago, most definitely. Uh, but, you know, you lose the one gap and they, they hit it pretty cleanly on us and, and pop some big runs. But I, I can't, I can't discount that. I would, I would have to agree. It, it, it hurts my soul to say that, but, uh, that, that would be a true statement. And our kids are prideful in that they they don't run from that. Um, it hurts them to be in that spot, but that it is what it is. Coach, you jumped out to the you got the safety and then the touchdown drive, and uh, you're off to some good early success. I mean, there had to be a lot of juice and momentum on that sideline, but uh, it felt like the big play coming back, the dubs over the top of Cam, was kind of a momentum changer for them. 
Yeah, I think it was a momentum changer. I don't know if it really changed our – I didn't feel it changed our demeanor on the sidelines necessarily, but it obviously was a big play. It was a touchdown for them, and touchdowns are big plays. Um, it was a great play by that kid, and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a jump ball, and quarterback made a heck of a throw in that situation. Uh, but, yeah, it was yeah, – it's, it's kind of the – you sit back and you look at it, and the, the our defense against their offense, it was – the big plays that you know absolutely killed us. You know, the two big passes in the first half, and so they had the one nice drive, and then they get the two big plays, um, and then they come out and get the first drive of the second half. And uh, you know after that, what they get two more field goals. So I suppose that was it. Um, uh, but but it was you know they they're, they're a good offense. They, they you have to get chunk yardage on the offensive side of the ball to be successful. And successful defenses limit those opportunities, and that didn't happen enough tonight, obviously. Coach, I think a lot of people will look at quarterbacks and and, and wonder, you know, why there's not more passing yards or why you're not able to run the ball better. But I think the offensive line uh, is has certainly got to find a way to improve. What can help in assisting them and, and trying to get back on track and and being able to protect your quarterbacks a little bit better? Yeah, well, that's you know, the, again, offensive football is it's it's not about 13 plays and. Uh, driving it down their throat and scoring, we won't score enough points to do that. And that's exactly right. We, I, I would just say it as again. I sit back and I say it as as a whole. Um, that's not what anybody wants to hear. That's not what I want to hear. That's not what I want to see. Um, you know, I don't. I don't look at one side of the, uh, one position in the offense and say, hey, we're just you know we're, we're we're doing good enough to be able to get things done to to win games in the Mountain West Conference. It's just it's it's not. Um, we can all pretend, but it's it's just not, and it's not not pointing fingers at the kids. It's it's all of us, and point the fingers at me, and you know. But we we need to coach them better, and our coaches need to do a better job and do all we can to give them opportunities and whatever that is, because we're we are where we are, and the situation that we're in is the situation that we're in, and we got to look at it and dissect it, help the kids, and I know that you know our kids are they're going to come back and battle again because they they are challenging themselves. Um, and they're fighting like crazy to after these games. It's not, uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's the way it should be, I suppose. When you when you're in this situation, and uh, we have to be more productive on the offensive side of the ball at every position, and that's the coaches' jobs to to figure that out, and the young men to be able to practice it the right way, and then put it out there on the field in the games, and it's not taking place. Coach, it looked like the, the defensive philosophy, and I, I know that you, you talked about being uh, confident and felt good about the game plan. It, it appeared that it was uh, really three-man rush, eight-man drop, rally to the football. Uh, but in the second half, you started getting a little bit more pressure. You had a couple of blitzes off the edge. Uh, was there some uh, adjustments there that you, you just came back and said, hey, we got to get him off his spot a little bit more? Well, we had, you know, we, we, we had two or three drop-eight scenarios. We had four or five different uh, – Pressures with the edge pressures that we you saw a few of those. Um, I, I I don't get every single call on the defensive side of the ball, so I couldn't tell you how many times they called those in the first half. Um, but they did some more of those in the second half. And I don't I don't think it was really. Uh, I I'm watching it from the field and I can't really see those rushes. I thought we got him off the spot, you know, reasonably well at times with the three man rush and then made him get out and kind of rushed him a little bit. Um, but you know, he obviously they. The, to me, it was just really the, the the big the screen game, and that has nothing to do with the three man front and the um, the big plays down the field. And quite frankly, that. 
I guess the, the, the jump ball does, if that was a three-man rush. But uh, yeah, we really struggled in the screen game, and that was uh, was highly disappointing because that's a get in that spot. That's a one-on-one situation. It's a leverage situation with pre-snap awareness, and they obviously won that um, with the quarterback getting the ball spun out there very aggressively. So, but it was it was a multiple plan. Uh, we we were, we would not be able to sit in there and just say we're going to play you know four-down rush and play man free and um, play cover two and quarters like we do I, this, this guy would uh, he'll pick you apart if you do that unless you are extremely talented um, at a high 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 level and uh, you know it didn't work the first two weeks for the other teams and obviously it didn't work real well for us tonight either what we tried to do not good enough but I just felt like it was important we mixed it up and give ourselves a, a best opportunity well, I know you uh, you didn't let anybody use the excuse of a short week, but now you have a long week uh, to prepare for Fresno State, and I know there's a lot of things you want to address. Just how advantageous is that for you to now have a few extra days to try to right the ship here? Well, we actually have to take two of those days off um, for NCA rules, so tomorrow it's a mandatory day off. Wow, for the kids. We'll I didn't know that. I'm sorry. Yeah, and we'll come back in on Saturday. Um and then we'll be off on Sunday to get our day off for this week. So you got to find a way to take those days off as you go through there with the with the NCAA rules. Um, so we will we'll practice on Saturday. Sunday will be off, and then Monday we'll jump in. So actually, Monday will be more like a Tuesday. But we, you know, we'll take any day we can get. Yeah. And I, these are our tough times that we're in, and uh, you know we're 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 in here for a reason, and we are we are for a reason, and we've got to fight our tails off to continue to work and, and grind and get better every day and help and help these kids and you know i am i am proud of the, a lot of the, the fight in them you know they kept on battling especially on the defensive side of the ball i think they played 80 some odd snaps tonight um times we were there was a couple three freshmen d linemen in there that got their snaps till kessie came in as he came in uh through basically because they had to and, and you know, they held their own. The moment wasn't too big for them. So as we as we want to work and continue to grow to the next game against Fresno, all those little things, um, they help. And, you know, those are uh, those can be bright spots as we go forward. But, boy, it's a, it's a tough spot we're in right now for everybody. And every Aggie fan, everybody that uh, cares about the Aggies, ourselves, um, the kids, you know, we got to fight. we got to keep grinding. Last time I looked, I don't remember Aggies just, you know, all of a sudden cashing it in in the middle of the season and saying this is – this is over with. We can't uh, continue to fight. I've never seen it, and I don't expect to see it with this crew. So tough times, but we, we got to keep competing and keep fighting. And you know, um, I think it's important that we continue to work with the kids and um, keep the attitude of understanding that why we're here, what we have to do to be able to push ourselves through it, and continually fight. And uh, it's not the easiest thing to do, but we've got to be able to do that. We've got five more opportunities to get better. And coach, I, I do think that you did find a couple of bright spots out there in the special teams tonight. A couple of punts down inside the ten. Um, it would, constantly did a nice job punting the ball, and uh, Savon had a couple of nice returns as well. So I, I think there were a couple of bright spots on special teams tonight. Steven will be a superstar. He will kick in the NFL for a long time. I think he is an elite punter, and for a true freshman to walk in here and you know, he's, he's played very little controlled organized football. I mean, he's it's, everything's different, um, but he's tough, and I think he can handle that because he's used to kicking the ball when people are around him. Uh, he is he is a superstar in the making in the punt game, and 
you know, Savon is, is always going to give you your best in those situations. AJ Vonchapon tonight, I think it, they told me he had 17 tackles. Yeah. Um, you know, kid that played very, very little last year and just played, played basically special teams week in and week out. And he'll be a, he'll, he'll be a special player as we go. And, you know, and it's, it's not like I'm sitting here begging and looking for bright spots either, but those kids need to be pointed out and they, they're playing at a high level and we have to be able to get more of that. Um, you, know, you can't, you can't have the offense all of a sudden they bring in their second team defense and all of a sudden, you know, here we go. We're clicking our heels and we're moving down the field and getting first downs and running the ball effectively and what have you. And um, that's not going to win you games in the Mountain West Conference. you got to play against first team guys and get that done. And, and that's where we sit. But I am proud of uh, those kids that you mentioned. They, they had some good days. Coach, uh, appreciate it. Uh, looking forward to catching something again next week. Uh, safe travels back to Logan. Okay, guys, appreciate you. Go Aggies. You got it. Gary Anderson right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. That wraps it up for us. 34-9 to is the final in this game. Scotty, before we go, do you know what it is today? Uh, it's a uh, it's Thursday. Yep. Thursday, November 5th. Yep. Is that right? That is correct. Yep. What day were you born, Scotty? I would be, uh, I don't know, early November sometime. Uh, November 5th. <laughs> and I know you got a text from your dad, and if your dad's still out there listening, uh, a meaningful text from your dad saying uh, that he was wishing his son a happy birthday tonight. It's a really nice text, by the way. But on behalf of all of us, and on behalf of Utah State University, I've got a little gift here for you, a football signed by Coach A. I want to read what he said to you. Uh, happy birthday, old man. <laughs> um, you know, you, you aged a little bit here tonight. <laughs> with, with this performance, but on behalf of all of us, uh, we want you to know how much we appreciate you and all you do for Utah State Athletics, and uh, we want to wish you a happy birthday. That means a lot. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Uh, that means a lot. Uh, and uh, <laughs> That's great. That's and, cool. It's been a pleasure, and by the way, you guys are great. Uh, you and Ajay and and, uh, and and Brian back in studio. It's, it, look, it wasn't a particularly good game tonight, but uh, i tell you what, there are certainly uh, – Certainly more exciting days to come for Utah State Athletics. Well, and there will be. And you're going to call a bunch of victories going forward. And uh, you know what? It's been an interesting special year in a lot of ways, Um, you know, ranging from the shot from Sam Merrill to COVID to a lot of things going on in the world. And uh, the one thing that we can all count on is the voice of the Aggies is going to be consistent and bring it every single night. So, Scotty, on behalf of all of us and on behalf of Aggie Nation, happy birthday. And we wish you many more. Oh, that means a lot. I really appreciate that. Thank you, guys. That, that's really, really kind of you. Um, all right. Now, yeesh, I didn't think I'd get emotional after a 34-9 loss. I'm doing my best Roy Firestone <laughs> again here tonight. Roy, I promised I wouldn't do this. <laughs> all right. Hey, thank you so much. Uh, big thanks to Ajay for keeping us on the air, doing such a tremendous job. Brian killed it back in studio. Kevin, you're the best color analyst in the business, man. Appreciate all the hard work you do to keep us on the air. Hey, next week, next Saturday, we're going to write the ship. We're going to get a W against Fresno State. Calling it now. Utah State, Fresno State, 12.30 kickoff, 11.30 pregame show. Uh, It's all right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Aggie football has been brought to you by SC Needham Jewelers, where Utah gets engaged. Locker 42, your source for Aggie apparel. Ford, go further. America First Credit Union, financial solutions for every need. ARS, clean up, restore, rebuild. Also brought to you by Sports Academy and Racket Club. Your club, your results, your life. Smith's, fresh for everyone.
Old Chicago, home of the Aggies Coaches Show. Holiday Inn Express, stay smart. Also by Larry H. Miller Dealerships. Driven by you, Beaver Mountain. Come ski the beam. And by Zions Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. The proceeding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Aggie Sports Network.